I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. We are best friends and dietitians. We have a goal of challenging nutrition misinformation and fitness trends with an evidence-based approach. Each episode, we will dish up our thoughts about the latest facts on a popular health-related topic. We're the Upbeat Dietitians. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome to the season two finale. Super excited. Um, Just so you guys know, we are taking a short break after you hear this episode, but we will be back for season three on January 26th with a secret guest star that we can't tell you about yet, but it's going to be a good one. So it'll be worth the wait. Oh, yeah. A very juicy episode. Very juicy. So in those few weeks between, you'll have to just flip back and listen to some old ones. If you haven't heard them all yet, make sure to get caught up. But yeah, today we're going to go over um, why weight loss resolutions fail and why you should not make weight loss your resolution this New Year's. It seems like that is almost the number one resolution or oh, at least for the sure. most common one. and. We kind of want to go over, like Hannah said, why not to do this or ways we can adjust our resolutions that would still potentially promote weight management, but not just weight loss in general, because I'm sure if you're doing it again, you're potentially, you've done it in the past and not seen the best success. And we want to support you and also provide you with realistic changes. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to give you a ton of like other alternatives that like have to do with like nutrition and health and also some that have nothing to do with weight loss at all. If you don't even mm-hmm. want to like think about weight loss as a resolution. So we'll have tons of other ideas for you. Yes. But to kick it off and get us started, let's talk about why weight loss resolutions fail. So number one reason is it's an unrealistic goal or in the sense that people set unrealistic goals where people say, I want to lose 20 or 30 pounds by February. We typically recommend <laughs> or at least a healthy rate of weight loss is about one to two pounds per week. So just based off that math, 48 pounds by February. So those big jumps in a short amount of time are not necessarily very realistic. And we want to make sure we're setting realistic goals. Otherwise, they are more likely to fail. Additionally, if you're looking for a quick fix, especially with a long a lifelong challenge of weight loss or weight management. If you've dealt with chronic dieting or stuff like that, those quick fixes will not be as beneficial to you. Specifically, like the low calorie diets that are crazy low, like a thousand calories per day, or detox diets, Ew. <laughs> or juicing, or like meal, like drinking and drinking liquid instead of eating. All those fun, we've seen it all. And I'm sure there's, there's going to be more. I'm, that's just the nature of diet culture. (laughs) Yeah. Today alone at my day job, I had three patients tell me they recently did Optavia, like three in a row. I had three patients say they did Optavia and obviously it didn't work because they were in my clinic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the word detox sends me like into a downward spiral, just hearing it. If you have if you have organs, you are detoxing. You don't need to do a detox, but yeah, another point I kind of want to make about this point before we go on to the next point is (laughs) like, (laughs) 
losing weight is very challenging, but so is maintaining the weight loss after you lose the weight. That's a lifelong challenge. So like, what's going to be the benefit of losing that weight quickly if you can't maintain it forever? So that's why doing those low calorie diet detoxes, juicing is also not effective because yes, you'll lose the weight fast, but it's not teaching you how to maintain that forever. No, you're not going to drink juices for the rest of your life. And then as soon as you re-implement food, you're going to gain the weight back. Yeah, exactly. Which is a good thing. Like that's what's supposed to happen. It's not because you failed the diet. The diet was terrible to begin with. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Our next one's kind of similar, but if you resolutions might fail, if you do a fad diet to lose weight, instead of focusing on behavior changes, So kind of things we already said, any kind of fad diet. So like Optavia, like I was just talking about, that's a fad diet. Um, Keto, Keto, intermittent fasting, the carnivore diet, whole 30, paleo, Adkins, Herbalife, <laughs> Metafast, Optifast. What am I missing? I'm sure there's a bajillion others. Oh, I don't know. Those are the main ones I'm thinking of right now. I yeah. saw fruititarian once. Fruititarian. <laughs> my God. It's like the carnivore diet's worst nightmare. My favorite yeah. diet. If I were to participate in one, that's the one I'd choose. Same. But would not be. I, I would not be Google it. Like, is it like just fruit? I don't know much about it, actually. <laughs> that's just, that's all it is. That's insane. Yeah, that's all you eat. <laughs> my blood sugar would just be like. I would not be okay. A roller coaster. <laughs> I would be would, like never feel full. No, I would be hungry all. We'd be hungry all the time. Yeah, but the good news is it's probably like unlimited fruit, so you just get to like oh, eat yeah. fruit. That would suck though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, don't do a fine diet. Yeah, you already knew that though. Yeah. Next point to make is the weight loss goal is too vague. We want to focus specifically on making more smart goals. And if you've, I don't think we've ever gone over smart goals, but Mm -hmm. we will go over later. Essentially it's this format of how to set up a goal to make it much more likely for you to succeed. Yeah. Weight loss, just say, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to lose 30 pounds next month is too vague. We need to implement some other specifics with that. Yeah. We'll explain that one a lot more in a second. Cause that's also going to be a reason why you shouldn't make weight loss your resolution because just having a resolution of weight loss is not a smart goal at all. No. So we'll explain that more in the next section. Yes. Yes. Um, but before we get to that, another reason why resolutions of weight loss often fail is people have this all or nothing mindset around it. So they either are a hundred percent in it. They're going to lose weight. They're going to do all the things or the minute they have any kind of setback, they have the whole attitude of screw this. I don't even care. I'm going to eat whatever I want, where we obviously want to be like like right in the middle somewhere because both of those extremes are not helpful at all. We want it to be where if you do have any kind of setback, like extra added stress, um, work gets crazy, I don't know, you have a baby or something like those can kind of stand in your way of reaching your goals. Like you normally have been, but if you are in a mindset of just consistency over perfection, that setback is not going to play that big of a role because you will have already mastered the behaviors to continue to make sure that you continue to reach your health goals. Yes. Yeah. So it's also, I feel like applies a lot to people, not even with new years, but just general goals, the whole like 
guide starts on Monday where it gets to the weekend and then you slip up and then it feels like all the progress is gone, which all the progress is not gone if you just miss like one day or one meal even. Exactly. Um, it doesn't need to be that extreme. Exactly. Next point in why weight loss goals typically fail is the lack of support. So having a good support system is not only essential for general health goals, but also general life goals. So having a good support system, specifically like friends or family that will check in with you, they can help you with accountability. They can also just, also just provide you with emotional support. That's a huge component of all huge component overall. <laughs> I really struggled there. Whoa. <laughs> My brain really stopped for a second. I was like, what? But that being said, um, now, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, your brain's still <laughs> buffering. Yes. But essentially having a good support system, especially, oh, I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. Especially when things get very tough and you feel like you want to quit, that's when having that support system is even more beneficial to you. And also if you're working with a dietitian in weight health loss goals, they will also act as a support system to you. So wherever you seek support, that is up to you, but making sure you at least have some type of support system implemented. Yeah. I always tell my clients that they likely know a lot of what I'm going to tell them. It's the support that I'm going to be offering. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, we have to eat more veggies. we got to get plenty of protein. We got to eat every few hours. We got to move our body more. Like everyone knows those things. It's just a matter of how we're going to accomplish them. And that's what an RD can specifically help you with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Our last reason why weight loss resolutions often fail is that you are just so focused on the number on the scale. And as we've discussed before in previous episodes, that's not going to benefit you because truth is you don't have that much control over the number on the scale. It is dictated by so many different factors. Um, And when you let that number on the scale kind of dictate your behaviors, that's never going to work either. Because if you base your food choices off of the scale, then you're not, you're, you're really building a lot of mistrust with your body. So we really want to, again, focus on behavior changes. Um, and also the focus on the number on the scale can just lead to like that yo-yo weight cycling goes up and down, up and down because you're either again, all or nothing. And this can also lead to a preoccupation with your body image, which is no good for your mental health. It's just, I don't think setting a weight loss goal in general is going to be helpful. Um, We'll go over how to set a more smart weight loss goal, but I'd say if you can, don't even set a goal of weight loss at all, because again, you don't have that much control over it anyway. So when you fail it, quote unquote, it's going to feel like crap, even though there's a lot of reasons why that happened that are out of your control. Yeah. I really like that you said that. It reminded me of like making goals that we actually have control of, like how many vegetables we eat in a day. Whereas if you make a goal, that'd be like, for example, I'm thinking of this on the spot. So hopefully my imagination really helps me out. (laughs) At a job, at a job, if you made a goal there and you made a goal to, I'm making up a very arbitrary job right now. I don't, I don't know what anyone else does in work. I only know what dietitians do. For example, if you tried to make sales, that's easy. If you try to make five more sales a day, I don't know how that actually works, but like if you made a goal of actively 
being more intentional about your sales, being more charismatic, trying to set that type of goal, something you have more control. Setting up goals yet a promotion is not something we necessarily have control of. Like getting more scale, scales, sales, <laughs> making more sales potentially could lead to a promotion of some type, but we don't necessarily have as much control over that promotion as we do the actual act of sales. So yeah. it's kind of like similar thing with weight where we can control things around potentially leading to that, but the actual number on the scale is something we do not have direct control of. That was a good, that was a really good analogy. That was, that was good. I, I really pulled that out of whatever brain. Your imagination power. is like in your favor today. <laughs> it is. Yes. I yes. was thinking you might go, yours was better, but I was thinking along the lines of like, you can focus on setting a goal for yourself to make like five sales extra per month or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But it would be unrealistic to set a goal of like, I want the company to grow by like six (laughs) figures or whatever this year, because it's out of your control. You don't have the control to make that happen as much as you might think you do. Right. Scale. Like you think you have the control to lose 30 pounds by February, but truth is you really don't have that control because your body is going to do everything it can to make sure that doesn't happen because that is a very drastic weight loss that would occur. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Enough analogies, I guess. (laughs) We'll move on. We'll move on. Someone besides us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the next section we're going to focus on is why you should not make weight loss resolution, your resolution. And we've kind of touched a lot about this first section is more so why they fail, but now this is specifically why we do not we not, should think you some of my ideas are there words are not there you got all the right ones out it's just the order was incorrect <laughs> so we are going to tell you why you should probably not make a weight loss goal yeah your resolution oh, so <laughs> first point is emily's been sick we'll cut her some slack <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. The, my brain is being utilized to try to heal right now, not to yeah. make any podcast <laughs> content. <laughs> or we're lucky she's here today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but first thing to note is if you have weight loss goals, there isn't really any benefit to waiting to start at an arbitrary date. You could just start making those changes now. Like yeah. January 1st, sure, it's a new academic year. regarding everything else nothing else is really going on (laughs) like calls for a change of action then um we actually go a lot into realistic dietitian approved weight loss advice in episode 29 so if this is something you still would like to see through go check out that episode because we give you actually realistic advice and what will actually lead to long-term maintenance of weight loss rather than a quick fix. But going back to that arbitrary date, you should, or we'd recommend picking a few changes to just start now, instead of planning your entire life to change on January 1st. Resolutions are fun. I will admit resolutions are very fun because it's almost like a cultural thing. (laughs) Everyone's like, we're all get our lives together now. Uh, making very large and drastic changes is not realistic, especially at that one point. And that is when, why people tend to 
not be able to complete their resolution after like a month or two. Like, I'm no Hannah knows this. Like, everyone goes to the yeah. gym for the first month or two, and then by March, well, March, their potentially spring break is coming up, so maybe they'll show up again. True, or, February it dies out, yes, and then it but, like, picks up again. And then we have like the post spring break fall, and then it's pre summer, <laughs> and then post summer from January till yes. January 1st, it's dead. Yes, just make small changes now. You don't have to yeah. wait till that time, and you also don't have to set huge goals pick a couple small ones exactly like if it is exercise you want to do and you want to start that now set a goal of like once a week like go to the gym once a week for now and then see how that grows by january 1st you guys probably aren't hearing this till close to that but um i'll just like teleport that thought into your brain i guess so you can hear it now in november yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but yeah, yeah it's just a day it's not even on a monday this year so what's the point like just start now <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get more into that smart goal thing. So again, the reason why another reason why you shouldn't make weight loss a resolution is having the goal of just lose weight is not a smart goal. And smart is actually an acronym and it stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. So we want to set goals that meet all of those criteria. So like, even if you had like a certain number, which I don't recommend because you don't have much control over it, but a better goal, which isn't best, I guess we can kind of rank them of like worst, better, best, a better goal might be like, I want to lose two pounds every week until February. So that one, it's more specific. It's measurable. You can keep track of it. Um, it may or may not be attainable. That one's up to the individual it's relevant to like what you're shooting for and it's time bound. Like you have an end date, a beginning day and like guidelines in between. Yeah. So while it isn't the best goal, because again, setting a weight loss goal in general is not always beneficial. It is a little bit better than just lose weight. Yeah. Not really a much. Yeah. That, that was a good example. <laughs> Another really popular, like not so smart, which by smart, I mean like the acronym smart <laughs> resolution is I'm going to get healthy in 2022 like, again, there's no way to measure that. There's no like time frame with that. There's, it may or may not be relevant to your life. Like it needs to be more specific. Like I'm going to go to the gym one time per week for three weeks and then reassess and make a new goal. Um, so yeah, lose weight, get healthy. I can't think of another like really vague one, but those are two examples mm-hmm. of like not smart goals. Maybe like get fit. Oh yeah. That's a big one. Eat healthy. Eat, eat less healthy, <laughs> eat less drink often, or like people say like water. not drink alcohol yeah I think that's a big one too but yeah it's, they're just very vague you got to add those parameters exactly yeah cool cool and our last reason for why you shouldn't make weight loss your resolution is your weight is likely not the main problem. There can be a lot of underlying things going around this. Specifically, asking your, yourself, do you eat emotionally? Do you have a poor relationship with food? Do you chronically lack sleep? Are you always stressed? And do you not have any type of eating schedule? These are just some of many components that could be influencing your ability to lose weight but they're also primarily big issues that a lot of people struggle with that should be addressed as well rather than just losing weight 
Exactly. Like if you have the goal of lose weight, but you're going to continue to eat emotionally or not get enough sleep, you're not going to be able to reach your weight loss goal. So you have to figure out why the weight has been a struggle and figure out how to fix that rather than fixing just the weight itself. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. For these next ones, Emily, do you kind of like want to split it up? Like you run through the first ones, I'll run through the second ones. Yeah. Since we're not really like Perfect. much to talk about, it's just like yeah. alternate ideas. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go through the per, I'll, I'll just guess what's half. So these are going to be more health promoting resolutions that might lead to weight loss, but they're following more of that smart goal structure. Structure. Yeah. <laughs> Guideline. Yeah. Guideline. Um, and we'll be much more realistic because we are all about realistic goals here. So the first one is eating protein, fiber, and or a healthy snack at each meal or snack time. You could also set a goal to eat every three to four hours, setting a goal to find exercise that you actually enjoy and want to do rather than forcing yourself to do it because you have to feel like you have to. You could also set a goal to meal plan a bit more. So planning out maybe three or more dinners each week, just trying to be a bit more intentional about that. Another great goal is trying a new recipe each week. This is not only fun because it can find more variety in your life, but also help you get back into with those cooking skills and see what you can challenge yourself to make. And I'll do, I'll do two more. Um, okay. Next one is eating breakfast daily. This is a huge goal I work on with everyone. Um, being very intentional about just not skipping that breakfast. And then last goal you can work on that I'm going to talk about is aiming to sleep seven to nine hours per night. Yeah. All things you guys have already heard us say, but we're going to hit the nail on the head again. I'm blown away by the amount of people that don't eat breakfast. Like every day, I probably have at least three fourths of my patients say they don't eat breakfast. Oh yeah. I feel like it's a combination of intermittent fasting. True. And timeliness of just True. like being very busy. That too. And like, just maybe not knowing, like a lot of them are like, I know I should, but like, what do I even eat? Like, what's the That's right true. thing to eat? That's true. Cause it's often advertised like pop tarts are breakfast, cereal is breakfast. And those things are fine. You guys know we preach all foods, but I mean, ideally want to get protein at that meal too. But anyway, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, mm -hmm. I have to have breakfast or I am like not going to be able to operate. Um, a few other health promoting resolutions that may or may not lead to weight loss would be managing your stress. Like we've already, already kind of mentioned ditching the fat diets, no more of those. Um, starting the day with water or just in general, drinking more water, maybe like sound like an ounce goal, what you want to shoot for. Um, improving your relationship with food, packing your lunch for work or school, or maybe your goal is to work with a dietitian and they could help with literally all of those things. If you're not quite sure how to achieve them. Yeah. yeah. All fun, all fun things, all fun things. <laughs> so, and of course we wanted to also provide you with resolutions that are not weight loss related because you do not need to lose weight as Hannah already mentioned, like you do. We prefer actually you don't, but yeah, we wanted to provide you with some non weight loss goals that you can focus on just because you don't have to focus. There are other things we can focus on and work on yeah, in life <laughs> and add that to our resolution. So first one, <laughs> the one I like is read X number of, of new books. 
you could put a timeline on that if you'd like, but you could also just make a general goal by the next year. Like I'm going to read this many books. Yeah. Another goal that I should probably implement is setting a new bedtime routine <laughs> uh, to get better about winding down and relaxing and also help regulate your sleep schedule. Additionally, creating a morning routine on the opposite side of the spectrum. Bedtime morning routines, I feel like are one of the number one indicators of how successful a person will be. Yeah. Because I feel like that's such a huge period to like start the day and then also wind down and really reset and have everything under control. So you're not just frantically either rushing to get out the door and out of bed or you're doing work until five minutes before you go to bed. Yeah, exactly. I've made that a priority since graduating college to have like both of those. It's not always perfect, but I really do try to like stick to that as well as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then another resolution you can implement is journaling for 10 minutes every morning. This is really good for stress management. It's also really good if you ever need to vent or rant about something and you can just kind of write it out or you could also journal about what your plans are for the day it's really up to you what you make the intentions of your journaling but it's good to have that self-reflection period that's why I like to do it is I wake up and I like know what I have to do for the day and it's kind of overwhelming and so writing it down Mm -hmm. having a list of like exactly what to do and then I get to cross off the things as I do them that really really helps and I'm very much a morning person and so my brain is like in tip-top shape when I first get up And so like all of my ideas, like business-wise, just like all that kind of stuff comes to me in the morning. And if I don't write it down, I'll just forget it by like two o'clock. Yeah. So yeah, I like that goal as well for that reason. Mm -hmm. A couple others. Um, This one also kind of relates to that morning routine, but perhaps a goal you set for yourself is to not use social media for say like 30 minutes after you wake up. I've been trying to do that one too. That one's really hard because it's so natural to just like flip over in my bed grab my phone off its charger and look at my notifications. Yeah. 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 But then that can really impact just your headspace for the day. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I don't think that's really good for your mindset at all. Even like if you like follow like only like positive accounts and that kind of stuff, just like the comparison that can come from all of that. Also screen time. Screen time in general. Yeah. Yeah, it's just give yourself time to wake up rather than just screen in your face. Exactly. Exactly. In my dream, like life, I, well, first of all, I would never use social media in my dream life. It wasn't wasn't part of my job, like this small business that we have that we're growing. I would not be on social media at all. Same. Same. That's why I I don't delete everything personal. I just post like business stuff. I can't, I can't mentally handle all that. Um, I also would only wake up when the sun wakes me up and I would go to bed when the sun goes to bed in my, <laughs> in my ideal life. Well, yeah, I guess it changed a little bit in the winter, but in the summer I would. Yeah. <laughs> I would also live in the mountains, have like 18 dogs, you know? Yeah. And I would just travel. Need yeah. Food. I definitely have like chickens and like fresh eggs and stuff. I would just love that. I hope we listen to this in like 10 years and we both are just living our best lives. No social media. We're all just all gone. Media. <laughs> this will have these podcasts like refer to. That is true, we'll just true. make like every topic possible and then just like stop. So you guys can just like keep listening to them over and over again. <laughs> Any potential question you have, we'll have already answered it. 
We'll have answered every question related to nutrition. Anything. <laughs> Past, present, and future. <laughs> yeah. We'll have it covered. Know. So yeah. then we can just hang out in nature and not be anywhere present. Not talk to anybody. Yeah. Just Bobby and Ross and <laughs> each other. That's all we'll talk to. Yeah. And our families, I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. A couple more before <laughs> I get too sidetracked. Um, creating a cleaning schedule. I like this idea. I might say that as my own resolution, actually, not that I like live in filth, but I just have no set of like routine or structure when it comes to cleaning. <laughs> you guys don't know. I turn this mic and there's just like piles of trash behind me. <laughs> just kidding. It's like, I've known you for so long that I've never thought. <laughs> so it just like makes me laugh. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a dirty person. I don't think. Anyway, okay, I keep getting sidetracked. We literally have two bullet points left. We <laughs> always do this. Um, next one is all about like mindset work. So maybe like if you have a hard time with like negative thoughts, um, perhaps it would help to say something positive to yourself every time you have a negative thought. So if it's like, oh, I look so fat in these pants, maybe it's like, no, these legs help me squat 300 pounds or whatever. Like whenever you have a negative thought, how can you turn that more into a positive thought? because it's only gonna be good for your mindset. Yeah. And last one, I know Emily's touched on in a previous episode. I forget which one. I don't remember, but, either, but this, your is teeth my, through- this is my toxic resolution. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have weight loss. Mine is flossing. It's so hard. I realize I don't set an end goal for oh. my flossing. And that's why I have issues. It's all my goals are always don't have a cavity by the next appointment, my <laughs> next dentist appointment. I'm not very successful. I mean, do you like the little flossy sticks versus the string? I either have way. the worst teeth in existence where they're mm-hmm. huge and I have a tiny mouth. Oh, so I have, I have to get, mm-hmm. I have to use the like manual <laughs> can't use the like autopilot (laughs) (laughs) what about like those water flossers have you ever tried those I my mom has given me hers Mm -hmm. like she got like two I don't she has like I have the transport one I don't it's just smaller it's just a smaller version of it um and I get really annoyed filling it up with water (laughs) oh come on (laughs) because I'm very when I floss it's like a 10 minute experience oh my god because I am like I have to like it has to be glistening clean oh my god so when I floss with water like I'm doing like one tooth for like a minute and then it takes it runs out of water really quickly and then right because we have like how many teeth oh my gosh so I'm yeah this is I think what my goal will be is I need to set a period of like I need to floss every other day for by this date that's what I yeah that's a good one yeah That'll probably be my goal. You guys already know. (laughs) Or even like, if you have like a better bedtime routine, that could just be part of it. Like you could set aside like 10, 15 minutes that, you know, are flossing time. Yeah. Yeah. 15 minutes to floss. (laughs) I am the worst. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I just, it takes me so long. I mean, yeah, I could see that. I don't like it either when I'm doing it and I notice that it could be better. Oh yeah. I'm not perfect. I can't judge. I like, I hate flossing, but I don't have like super tight teeth. Thankfully, I actually have some that have like big gaps in between, which helps. Uh, so it's not the end of the world, but I have like already really bad gums because mm. of genetics. 
And then my teeth are also very tight and my roots are super deep. So I'm just Uh, cavity prone. (laughs) And it kind of makes me upset if any dentists are listening. I don't know if we have any dentists in our audience. My complaint is whenever they do the little sticky thing that does the beep, I don't know what it's like telling you. Checking for cavities. I never have cavities then, but whenever they do x-rays, they find these tiny little cavities between my, my cavities are between my teeth. They're Mm. never like somewhere else. It's partially because I don't floss. They asked me last time if I drink a lot of fruit juice. I'm like, I only drink water. <laughs> I'm a dietitian, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I am promise you it's not dietary. This is, yeah. I don't floss enough. <laughs> and then I just have terrible teeth. Yeah. I've just, I used to cry after cavities, like, cause I was so mad at myself for yeah. having a cavity. And now I'm just going in hoping for less than one or maybe only one that sucks how do they fill the side ones the same way it is I have no idea but it is awful they like once put something that like was a like encased a bunch of my teeth and it was metal and held them in place so I once my most recent one they were both on the bottom and they were on either side of like two teeth that were right next to each other awful experience I almost like oh. grew up I already I also have a bad gag reflex so like oh me too oral health is just not <laughs> my no. thing um but yeah I don't know what they do but it's awful and I get teary-eyed and I always feel like I'm gonna throw up and I know and it's a lot of money yes <laughs> Ugh. Kind of similarly, I had a cavity from like when I was a kid that they filled a long time ago, but then it like started to like come out somehow. And so the tooth like had a giant like hole in it. It didn't oh my hurt gosh. somehow. I don't know how, but I, I had to get what's called an onlay. Have you heard of those before? I, I've never heard of that. They basically put like a fake tooth in my mouth. Like I could show you if you were here. I could probably show you now what you wouldn't be able to tell. It looks super like real. in like this tooth right here is like not a real tooth. They the like whole thing. The bottom part is the real tooth and they replaced the top part of it. So they onlaid it. They put like a, I feel like that would hurt. Okay. So when they were doing <laughs> it, they had the dentist and then his assistant on both sides of my face, my mouth was open for probably four hours That's and they have both another- of their hands. Like there were four hands in my teeth for the whole day. And they had to like, give me the numbing, like the anesthesia, mm-hmm. like the local anesthesia, probably six times. Cause I was there for so long. And I apparently have a super tolerance to it because the first time they started like doing work on it, I felt everything. It was terrible. Um, but they also had to give me this numbing stuff, for, like the back of my, for something. Oh yeah. Know. Oh yeah. They do it in the back, like your throat. So you don't, and then like- I swallowed it. I swallowed it on the accident. And so my throat was numb and I like couldn't breathe. And so I was alone while they were like making the tooth. I was like just sitting in the chair, hanging out on my phone or whatever. And I like started like gagging and coughing <laughs> and the like three hygienists came back each, like every two seconds. Are you okay, ma'am? Are you okay, ma'am? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. My throat's just closing. Cause that stupid shit you gave me. Oh, that's like actually terrifying that like your, your throat was numb. Yes, I couldn't swallow. Like you probably lost like all senses of like yes. any control there. And to make it worse to this day, this is last Christmas actually. So about a year ago. Um, they did this. I still like can't chew on the side of my mouth and it's super sensitive to cold. So I can't like get anything oh cold gosh. or hot over there. So all that work. And I still can't even like use the side of my mouth. I've yeah. only chewed on my right side for the last year. That is not good for TMJ. I know As a, also a <sighs> victim of TMJ. I, Ugh. that's what they told me that you I can't, that. You had to, 
I am. Well, that's because of my anxiety. I, oh. I grind my teeth. I also have yeah. a, we're just talking about oral health. I have a I, I have a water floss. I have a mouth guard because I grind mm. so badly and I can feel like my jaw will get stuck sometimes when I'm chewing oh. or it'll like snap back and it's very painful. Oh. And I was told I need to chew more on this side and I just hate chewing on the side because of the pain. Um, fun fact, mouth guards are super thick for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can't grind through them. And I used to not be able to sleep with mine because it was so thick. And I was like, I guess I have <laughs> evolutionized. That's not the right word. <laughs> I've evolved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, now I can sleep with it where I don't wake up gasping for breath <laughs> before oh my I like couldn't. I don't have a good relationship. I was actually talking to one of my patients about this. I do not have a good relationship with the dentist. Just because yeah. they, they always tell me I need a floss more. I'm like, I know. I know I do. It's not as simple as that. Yeah. It's just like if we tell a patient you need to eat less, like that's not helpful at all. No. I'm like, is there an app that will like tell me to floss? It's actually or- not a bad idea. There should I mean, be. Yeah, I feel like there is, but it's probably to pay for it. You pay for so many things these days. Probably I'm poor. <laughs> Maybe you just like set an alarm on your phone, I guess. Yeah. But then another thing is I go to bed at like a different time every single night. So I, I, I think it does stem a... to setting a routine. Like that would be your yes. best bet. Yeah. Oh. I like how we're just talking through how I'm gonna resolve my life next year. I know. Look out. 2022 I'm going to be in control of my oral health yeah <laughs> that's another yeah. thing that partially my one of my biggest motivations to be t- behind taking care of that is I don't want to lose my teeth because then I, I can't eat that's like I have fears all the, I have mm. dreams all the time about losing teeth oh no and it's awful like I'll like in my dream I'll like eat something and then a tooth will come out oh no oh my god I always wake up I have to check my mouth to make sure I have all my teeth that's so sad but so funny I I mean like it's keeping me in check but I guess not enough that I'm actually motivated to floss more oh no that'd be scary I yeah like imagine you're just eating and then a tooth and one of my reoccurring dreams is I'm eating cereal and it falls into my sink. <laughs> oh, and then do you eat it again? <laughs> I just see it on the spoon. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't think I have any reoccurring dreams, but I don't think we should get down really? the dream rabbit hole because <laughs> that could be a whole episode. I could share show. so many of my reoccurring dreams. Oh, I love but dreams. Let's do an episode on same. that. I love dreams. Same. That'll be just us sharing. We could do because yeah. I have reoccurring dreams and then reoccurring nightmares. So I don't really have that. nightmares either. I don't think um, I had night terrors growing up. So I think Ugh. that I'm a problematic child. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll I feel like we should wrap this up. We should get to the bonus question. I was like, we still have the bonus We've question. Which we, oh, we always for probably 10 minutes. <laughs> anyway. This okay. So today's bonus question. I feel very strongly about, and I'm excited oh. to hear your thoughts, but the question is, is ketchup a smoothie? Okay. Okay. This is tricky because, well, I guess not because a smoothie can be either a fruit or vegetable. We have to decipher first if a tomato is a fruit or a vegetable, which is a fruit, right? Is that what stance you make on that? I I think it's a fruit, Okay, Um, but technically at work, 
it's categorized as a non-starchy vegetable. I mean, yeah, that's what I always say too. I wouldn't like count it towards like your fruit servings for the day. Right, 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 right. But But it doesn't really matter, I guess, because a smoothie can be made of fruits and veggies, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Well, as always, we have these definition ones. I Googled smoothie definition (laughs) and Wikipedia says that a smoothie is a drink made by pureeing fruit and vegetables in a blender. A smoothie often has a liquid base, such as fruit juice, dairy products, such as milk, yogurt, ice cream, or cottage cheese. Yep. Liquid base, such as fruit juice oh, or like dairy products. Okay. Um, but what is ketchup made of? Is it just tomatoes, like kind of mushed together with some let's, sugar? Let's look up the ingredients. Let's do Heinz. That's a classic. Okay. Um, ripe tomatoes, distilled vinegar. There's your liquid. Vinegar. Cane sugar, salt, oil, onion powder, spice, whatever spice is, and natural flavor. <laughs> then yeah, I definitely say it's a smoothie. It's just like a fruit or vegetable, a liquid, and just some flavorings to like make it taste different. Yeah, yeah, it's a smoothie. Final answer. Yeah, that was my answer too. Oh, okay, it's yeah, like a fruit mixed with liquids, right? Or vegetable, okay. whichever one you, whichever side of the tomato debate you're on. So next time you go to a smoothie shop, ask if they have ketchup. (laughs) (laughs) Or don't. (laughs) The choice is yours. They're going to be like, um, what? This is not a burger. You can refer them to episode 36 of the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. They said you had. Okay. That would be disgusting though. Well, you can think about. Yeah. Make sure you tell them to like skip past the whole dental health part that goes on for a little bit too long. <laughs> Just go to like minute 40. That's when the smoothie thing starts. But yeah, I was that talking would be about um, if you drink ketchup as a smoothie, like imagine oh, like, like with a straw, my cup right here, just <laughs> full of ketchup with my like, imagine if I showed up one day and I just had a cup full of ketchup and I was like, am my smoothie? That would be so sweet. I was going to say it would, yeah, it tastes terrible, but I think I would assume if I saw you like drinking that, (laughs) I think I would assume it was just like a super oddly red colored, like strawberry smoothie. Yeah. Until you said this is ketchup. (laughs) And And then a whole other conversation. Yeah. And you watch me try to drink and it's like thick. Ugh. But smoothies can be all thicknesses. So yeah. that's your argument, which I know isn't your argument, but anyone listening, mm-hmm. that's not an valid argument because smoothies can be like really thin, but yeah. they can be like a smoothie bowl, like scoopable kind of thick. A ketchup smoothie bowl. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that could be good though if you did like little like fries, sliders. But like the base is ketchup. <laughs> I, you would need to put a lot of toppings. So I was going to say, <laughs> if you had like, two gallons of fries it'd be good <laughs> i'm gonna like one day i'm gonna get one of my coconut bowls my fancy bowls and just fill oh, yeah. it with ketchup and i'll like have my like fries what if you put like chicken nuggets Ooh, that's then... a good one. Oh, what else do you you definitely use ketchup with a lot i'm thinking like a burger but you wouldn't you normally just put it straight on the burger you don't dip it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What else does ketchup go on? I can't think of anything else you put ketchup on. I don't know. People put ketchup on everything. Like I like it, but ugh. 
there's already tomato sauce on pizza why would you do that oh yeah that's stupid (laughs) um on this google search it says why is ketchup bad for you because of course everything's oh oh I opened it up. I should not have done this. Here we go. <laughs> oh, the no. main ingredient in tomato ketchup is high fructose corn syrup, which is extremely unhealthy and toxic. If it was toxic, then we'd be dead. We wouldn't be eating ketchup in the quantities we do if it was actually toxic or any high fructose corn syrup, syrup which is in a ton of things that we eat. Uh, and <laughs> I've even like compared to kind of see the difference between like the low sugar ketchup and the regular ketchup it's like barely a difference in terms of like the calories and sugar. Yeah. So like, don't spend an extra $2 on your ketchup just to get the low sugar one. Yeah. It's going to be the you're exact probably same. not eating. Like you're not eating, no. you're not eating smoothie bowls of it <laughs> and it's going to cause a difference. No, you're eating two tablespoons, probably getting like five total grams of sugar. If that, yeah. Ugh, the fear mongering. I know. Maybe we'll change today's episode too ketchup is toxic tune in to find out why it's a good clickbait it's actually about weight loss and dental health we could do like if you eat too much ketchup you'll get cavities and here's what you can do to fix it <laughs> that would trigger me i'd be like no don't don't tell me about the ketchup yeah well once again we've completely derailed this episode we hope you guys yes. learned something <laughs> i hope you enjoyed something out of today Yes. And we hope you choose a either different health related resolution goal or you choose a different goal in general for life. Or if you do want to stick to weight loss, check in on episode 29 for actual realistic changes that you can make. Yeah. And make those changes now so you don't have to wait until January 1st. Yeah. You can literally do it today. Yeah. It's probably going to include just like eating dinner tonight, which you can do. And eating breakfast. Yeah. Tomorrow. Well, depending on when you guys listen. If you're listening at like two That's in the true. morning, then get some breakfast in the next few hours. Listening to us at two in the morning. If anyone's gonna do that, it would be me. You know, I'm always awake at random hours in the morning. You're like, I'm gonna listen to this podcast. <laughs> my own podcast. I don't play back our own podcast. I don't either. It that stresses me out. I already have to hear it all the way through when we edit. So like that's enough for me. Oh yeah. We hope you guys don't have the same cringe reaction that we do to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're a little grossed I out. I hope by not. It. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> I'd be really good we at marketing. Will. I should, I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch careers from you being a dietitian. You should into marketing. To... Yes. Yeah. You like this podcast. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got to, <laughs> we got to wrap this baby up. Yes. Okay, Okay. guys, we hope you have a good little break. We will see you back on January 26th. Whoa, that was a hard word to say, 26th. (laughs) So in the meantime, listen back to some old episodes, scroll through our TikTok, maybe go follow us on Instagram. (laughs) You'll find something to kill the time, but make sure it's with us somehow. Yeah, go (laughs) check out our merch. Or if you want, you can just DM us and send us ideas. Yeah, let's chat. Episode ideas because we have a decent amount, but we always love hearing actually what you want to hear. Right. We don't want to make stuff you guys don't like. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to make a comment, but I'm going to leave. Or do we? Because apparently I think our (laughs) podcast is trash. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, anyway, thanks for tuning in and 
We'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you. Or, or, no, we won't. won't. We'll see you on the 26th. I already messed it up. <laughs> we'll see you. Okay, bye, soon. guys. Bye. Uh. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of The Upbeat Dietitians with your hosts, Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at The Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.